Welcome everybody to the Minimap Cast. This is your bi-weekly source of gaming news, questions, and impressions from minimap.com.au. My name is Kerry Palmer. Joining me as always is Jeremy Bratitich. Hello, I just realized I suddenly feel very sick. And <laughs> <laughs> June Williams, oh my god. Well, I'll f- I feel fine, so I'll um, make yeah. up for it. Jeremy, do you want to wind it back 30 seconds and do you need to take a minute? <laughs> No, I'm fine. I just had a lot of fish and chips before we recorded, and I did the thing where like it tasted so good that I was eating faster than I should have been, and so now I've just had a lot of greasy food, and so I just feel like ugh for like for about ten minutes, and I'll be right. Why is that always the case with fish and chips? Like specifically, fish and chips always makes me feel awful. Always because it is so greasy. There is <laughs> so greasy. Na- name name a greasier food like pizza sometimes. No, not even. I think fish and chips is just the worst. Because it's potato and it soaks up all the grease too. It's all the way through. Mm. And that's Um, what makes it taste good. Yeah. That's why it only tastes good when it comes out of the the fryer. Because it's just deep fried. (laughs) That's why I am drinking Coke to get rid of the the grease. (laughs) That'll do it. That'll do it. Wash it down. I I was at your house earlier, Jeremy, and rushed back home to be here in time for the podcast and... Like, I'm going to eat my fish and chips. And I'm like, I'm not home yet. I'm so hungry. And so I, I just put, like, some tofu on some, like, yellow mustard pickle and some tomato and lettuce on bread. Oh, good. And that quick sounds, and cheap. That sounds much sounds healthier. Much better than what I've eaten. And <laughs> then uh, when we finish here, I'll probably go get fish and chips for dinner. Nice. Uh, uh, this is Minimap's bi-weekly podcomcast everyone. If you weren't aware, uh, that's minimap.com.au. Uh... There you can find all of our podcasts, like this one and our Game Club podcast and uh, The Pecking Order, which is our kissability pop culture ranking podcast, uh, which is a very good time. Um, you can also find the occasional written article there as well. Uh, yeah, if you want to support the podcast, um, if you could leave, leave it a rating or a thumbs up on your, on your service of choice or... Even go to iTunes if you don't use iTunes and give that a rating if you feel like it. That would be great as well. Um, and uh, also thank you to Shook for letting us use the Moog Model D Improv from their YouTube channel for the music for the new Mapcast. Uh, you can listen to more of Shook's music at shook.bandcamp.com. Um, cracking in with the with a with a quick intro here because we've we've all been playing games. Um. Do you two want to start with your thoughts on Resident Evil 8? That came out basically just as our last episode released, so it's been out for a couple of weeks now. But you both... uh, just just be- just before we do, just before we do, um, it's been a it's been a fucked couple, about ten days. Um, I just want to categorically say, uh, free Palestine and fuck the state of Israel for the awful things that they are doing um, towards Palestinians. Um, it is just straight up like ethnic cleansing and awful and everybody here at minimap i think i can pretty safely say um absolutely thinks it's terrible and they should be so fucking ashamed of themselves for doing things to um peaceful people that is free palestine 100 percent agreed it's indefensible situation to support (laughs) the israel government and their actions their murderous actions Anyway, Talk about Resident, Resident Evil 8. Resident Evil 8. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Did you... Uh, have you finished it, Jeremy? Did you finish I it? I did. I, I okay, did finish cool. it. I finished it about four days after I started it, I think. Yeah. 
care do you care about spoilers um uh, uh not really uh, i guess that's just the that's just the warning for for the audience then if they do care about spoilers yeah. but yeah i think i think i think we should talk 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 through it i both finished it but sitting on it what do you reckon I think thinking about the actual things we're, that we're going to talk about, there's nothing really that's like really like spoiler heavy in this game. Mm-hmm. There's no giant twist or anything. Like there's there are moment spoilers, but there's no like, you know, like the villain who you think is going to be the villain is the villain. There's no like big yeah. reveal much. In the I kind of want to. I do want to talk about the bosses and stuff. So I guess if yes. people want, um, yeah, like that. Yeah, there are moment spoilers, but that yeah, yeah, yeah. So, so just be, uh, starting off, did you finish it in one night like you had planned? Yes. Yeah, so I. Oh my god! Wow. Um, we bought it and started it at about eleven thirty, twelve p.m. Eleven thirty a.m., twelve p.m. And okay, then yep, we went say. until about <laughs> we went until about four. I think we finished it three thirty four. Um. So just to be clear, that wasn't a a four hour go around. That was in like sixteen hours. No, sixteen hours. Yes, it must have been because we had dinner and stuff too. So, yeah. Um, For like anyway, hours it was of a one. Or something. Yeah, it was a one sitting thing. Um, I am glad I did it that way because I don't know if I would have come back to it otherwise. Really? Um, mm. Yeah, I don't know. I think overall, I um, I think I like seven better in terms of the characters and the horrorness of it but sure. um i think eight is better as a resident evil game a standalone resident evil game whereas seven right, is right. A better as a horror game maybe Interesting. um i think that i don't know what was your favorite part you go oh favorite part um like just before like i think i think i do agree with you in the terms that like seven is a far scarier game um mm. seven feels claustrophobic like nearly all of the time um the the like seven falls apart when you get to like the later stages when there's like the boat section and that stuff like that stuff isn't like, <laughs> i forget that exists because i don't like thinking yeah. about it so <laughs> exactly right like but like you to know me and everybody else that game is in that house and there's the there's a, there's yeah. a giant section of that game where you leave that house <laughs> but i think that eight had sloggy parts as well in the factory and uh, right yeah I think it was just the factory actually that was annoying. But yeah. like even that I think went for too long, which I guess kind of could be equivalent to the boat. Yeah, like I think the, the the factory part is is so like just to catch up the so there's basically the structure of the game is um your child like your wife is killed at the beginning of the game um and your baby gets taken by the most buff chris um redfield (laughs) that i've ever seen in my entire life with the coolest jacket um and he's got a kind of cool voice in this game as well he's really sexy Um, in this game he's really hot in this game (laughs) um and uh then you are taken on a transport and then transport gets like gets attacked and you roll out of it um and then you wake up in the middle of this village and there's uh, like werewolves and lichens everywhere. Um, and then you get kidnapped and you are trying to find your daughter through this entire game. Um, ridiculous. It, like it's, it's so much. It's a like, Resident this game Evil is game. So, it is so ridiculous. You have to like, put you, your daughter back in parts because she oh is Oh my in God. Parts. It's, it's so good. Um, uh, and you, you basically meet the cast um, quite early on where you, you are captured by um, a man whose name I've just immediately Heisenberg, forgotten. Right? Heisenberg, Heisenberg, yes. Yeah. Um, 
and he has a big hammer and is a he's just a he's just he's a, a man. werewolf man he's, he's like yeah, the head of he, the lichens i think so he kind of he's just got like shaggy hair he reminds yeah. me of uh there's i think he was based on that bloodborne dude what's his name oh father gascoigne yeah yep he, uh, that's what kinda, i think he's He's actually Nicolas Cage, though, in no! his performance. He is, actually. No! Like, it's not Nick Cage, but, like, when he does his performance, uh, watch, no, like, the so. first few cutscenes no, again. I will not. He, he's, like, face-off Nick Cage. No. Um, no! You meet uh, you meet uh, Lady Dimascudu? Dimis- Dimis- I still don't know how to pronounce it. <laughs> Neither do I, and they say it. Lady D. Dimitrescu. Dim- that sounds right. yeah, that's but it's, I remember that's how it's spelt, but there were all these articles that came out when it came out saying, oh, we've been saying it wrong. <laughs> it's it, it said differently, and the merchant is the one who says it correctly, and I and I was like, oh, I know how to say that now, and then I'd immediately forgotten how to say it. Um, you also meet the pup... I don't know the names of these two characters. Um, her name is... The puppet master is... Uh, I don't know, but the puppet, the puppet one... Yep. And meh. And the the fish the, the fish, fish meh something who's like what yeah. what I think kind of he was this? kind of uh, <laughs> Salvatore Moreau. Yes, Moreau. And Donna Benevito. Yeah. Be- be- Bene- Beneviento. Um yeah. uh so the puppet is 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 named Angie. Um so and how many bosses is that for? Yeah, yeah, there's four, and then yeah. there's Mother Miranda, who is like the 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 mother of all of the car of of the cast, basically. She's their god. Um, yeah, and they have their own like quadrants of this village, um, and she's sort of just like about, um, and so the 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 four, the stages of the game is you have to go to individually each into these areas to find pieces of your daughter, um, and then <laughs> like in t- in turn uh, defeat these these bosses. Um, so the first one you go to is uh, the the vampire house, and then you go into the puppet house, puppet, the ha- yeah. house Benevito. Then you go into this swampy marsh area, like this like flooded town um, of the fishman. Um, and then you go into uh, there's like a there's like a like a big factory foundry sort of thing for for the lichens and Heisenberg. Um, and then the the end of the game happens. Um, I think my favorite part of the I, I have two favorite parts of the game. I loved the entire vampire mansion. Yes. That part is like it I is was classic Resident Evil. I was really surprised about how early on mm. you kill her. Like Absolutely. I, I was I was wondering like I I hope that um the guys that made it weren't like worried about the hype that she got and um bad reviews because you do kill her in like the first two hours three hours yeah like depends on how long you Maybe. go for the puzzles, but yeah like yeah. Uh, safely safely three hours but the beginning of the game takes a takes a little bit to get used to when you're yeah. when you're walking around um her uh i'm gonna spoil something for a second uh her true form is better than her big tall lady form that's my opinion what? It's very good. Like her her dragon form is yeah. like better than her large vampire lady form. Better like sexier? Is in like sexy like it's just like sorry, it's really cool and it's cool a cool design. design. It's like a yeah. Yeah. Cool. And she's like sticking out the top still. It's it's excellent. It's really 
it's like it's grotesque it, anyway, as fuck it's so good and i think that like how can you make a hot vampire lady better make her into a dragon there you go yeah um, i guess well i liked it so I think the thing is her clothes, her outfit, like her threads are so good. Like she's got such a, she's got such a killer, like the dress is great. The hat is so good. Um, So tall. And the part where she chops off your hand. Oh my God. So fucking good. Wait, 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 wait. Ethan gets his hand chopped off again. Again. Kerry. Kerry. (laughs) Ethan gets. Is it the the same hand? No, yes. it's the other one. No, it's, different <laughs> it's the other one. It, it's the it's the right hand this time because the because the, there was the left hand in the first game because yeah. that's where the watch is. Yeah. yeah. Um. Um. <laughs> you know the the account that um posts like uh, um, the scenes that precede unfortunate events. Yes. <laughs> anyway, it's got like the picture of like Ethan's hand on the lever. <laughs> Fuck! It's so good. Um. The carry there's there's a part in this game where okay so like the the sequence is um you are about to uh pull an elevator lever down to to call the elevator which i'm guessing you've done a few times like once or twice um and you you pull the lever no so you put your hand on the lever to pull it and then you just see like a, like a blade like come straight down on your hand and you realize lady d is next to you and her like finger blades have like chopped your hand off and you look at your hand you look at the stump that's left and you're like oh and then you have to run away from her and you have to loop around come Get back go over to the hand hit x and then it does the resident evil like boom and then it gets put in your inventory yeah. <laughs> and then you pull the lever down and hop in the elevator and as you're leaving the elevator there's like a like a small little chase sequence and then you're in this elevator that's taking you back up to um like the the the, the ground floor basically um and while you're traveling on it, you put the hand back on, splash it with ointment, and then it starts working again. <laughs> um, all of that—that's fantastic. It's so good. It is so ridiculous, and th- there are actual reasons why that happens, um, which I don't the, know. It, if that's we... that, that was like so good because the entire game, and like I know Resident Evil does this, and it, I think it's a joke you know like the joke about themselves or whatever but like the the entire game like ethan's he should have he should have been dead like so many times just like yeah. being thrown around like crazy and anyway. it's kind of explained of so in the much end, in that game which i think was funny i think it was so funny and i loved how at the beginning after the after the, like that house gets set on fire and you leave mm. after that after that woman falls um you you hop outside the the balcony and you're like standing looking at the village and you can see the castle in the background and everything. And Ethan's like, I can't believe this is happening again. And he has this <laughs> moment where he's like, I can't fucking believe this is happening to me again. Why is this happening to me again? That's and I'm sitting really there going, good. Like, I'm sitting there going, you know what? Like, that's like, that is the, that is the correct thing to be saying in that situation. <laughs> Imagine going through all of Resident Evil 7 and then having to go through all of fucking 8. Like, oh my God. Um... So there's a part in this game which drastically changes everything for about 20 minutes-ish. Um, you know the part I'm talking about, June. Yeah. Um, I'm, I think th- th- this, would, this, I think, is maybe the biggest like moment spoiler because it's not something yeah. you expected at all. Um, so if you're interested in not going in blind to this part, I would recommend 
skipping ahead a little bit. Um, there's a part in this game where you are Chris. Um, and Chris takes off his really hot jacket and it turns out he's wearing a Metal Gear fucking like wetsuit below it. Right. <laughs> Why? And because you are playing as Chris and your your goal is to go into town and defeat the the final vo- final boss. Um, you don't defeat the... Excuse me. You do not defeat the final boss as Chris. You defeat the final boss as Ethan later on. Um, but you, for a while, have the strongest machine gun, a million fucking bullets, so much health, grenades, multiple different weapons, and you are just going through areas that you've been through multiple times at this point, but in this time just with the biggest fucking gun and mowing enemies down like it's nothing. And Chris is just talking so calmly to the rest of his team while it's happening, while his biceps are bulging through <laughs> this fucking skin tight thing. And he's got like like a night vision sort of thing so he can see what's going on. And it was so fun. It was so ridiculously fun in the middle of fucking nowhere that this was happening. And I did not expect it at all. And it was, I love that part so much. It was a shame because we got to that part like quite late, maybe like 3am mm. or something. And I was like on my second energy drink. You're ready for it um, to be over. And I was, I was, I think like, I didn't play that part. I gave it to my friend to play because like, right. I don't know. I was tired by then. And I, I kind of wish that I was more invigorated at the time, I guess. <laughs> but uh, I, I, um, and it was really rewarding. It, it, it's, it's a lot of fun. Like, And I will say as someone who paced myself a little bit healthier throughout this game. Um, <laughs> that shot's <laughs> fine. <laughs> You're right. Um, uh, I was playing and one of my housemates was next to me and we were sitting there and after like after the thing happens with Ethan, I was like, what, what happens now? And then... Like all of a sudden, I like there's like a bunch of Chris cutscenes, and I was like, "Oh fuck, am I gonna be Chris?" And like he like has like briefcases with weapons and stuff, and I'm just going, and it was so fun. It was like <laughs> him and I were both looking, going like, "This fucking rules! This is sick! What the hell is this?" Um, it was it was a lot of fun to play that part, especially after taking it like re- relatively slow throughout a lot of parts of that game. Um, uh, how do, how do we feel about House Benevento? Yeah, that was what I was going to say. I think uh, the scariest part was definitely her house and Absolutely. the dolls. Yeah. Her, her thing is dolls. And, um, Fucking dolls. Fucking Papa dolls. <laughs> and, oh. like, I'm not really that scared of dolls, but, like, this house was uncomfortable in a lot of ways. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, Mia, your wife, is on the table, but in, like, ma- a mannequin form, and you have yeah. to... It's, like, kind of escape room style. And Seven did escape rooms really well, so, like, I'm glad that they kind of did this. Um, it's kind of a watered-down version. But um, mm. you have to, like, find the parts to get out in Mia's mannequin body. And... Uh, uh, you know what? I'm not going to spoil what happens after that. Yeah, that so part, I think, I that think needs can, to be experienced. Like, you see one of the most grotesque and disgusting things that, I, that I've ever seen <laughs> in a video game. Um, but not as a, not as shock value is what I will no, say. I, th- yeah. I, I think they, I think they toe that line quite well. Um, yeah. Especially its reveal. Um, but yes. the, the mannequin on the table, like the operating table, like fucked me up because I, I was so waiting for it to jump. To I was jump, so waiting yeah. for it to like do something and it like it, it it was fucking terrifying um i'm i'm kind of glad that, that they 
Sorry, you go. No, I was just going to say, like, throughout that entire section, you don't have your weapons at all. Like, they, they, they strip all the items from you, so you feel vulnerable as, like, as anything. Um, and it was also the most, like, I'm, I'm more reserved saying this, but, like, it's a, it was kind of Silent Hill-y. Like, not, like, not really a Silent Hill, more PT than Silent Hill's, like, proper. Um, yeah. But they, they play with, like hallways that you don't know how big this building is and having to backtrack through sections and things have changed since then and like they, they play with that stuff um quite well so a question for you both then and i knew you touched on this before june but like what what is the comparison for seven for you like what what about it june do you think meant that you wouldn't have gone back to it if you had done it in many more than one sitting um, I don't think I was as vested as invested in the story, and I guess I wasn't invested in Seven's story either. But I was invested in um the aesthetic, I guess, more. Um, Seven, I I do like like the cult stuff that Seven had, and mm. um, all of the guns were really pretty. <laughs> all <laughs> of the weapons are really pretty, and they like, did a really good did job. Did you find Wolfsbane? Yeah. Remember when movie. I messaged you, blow a kiss oh, to yeah, Wolfsbane right. for me? Yeah, right. I thought um, you meant the wolf when you said that because I didn't have the gun yet. Yeah, no, I was waiting for you to message me back being like, right. oh, the revolver. Um, the <laughs> well, the guns are really pretty and I think that um, the architecture and stuff was gorgeous and stuff, but also I, that's not really my style. So I think Seven got me in more with uh, the world than Eight did. Interesting. Um, yeah. And and I don't I don't quite disagree with that either. Like I think I think the concept of like the family in RE7 mm. is super strong. Um mm. and the way they play with like you know, you know, like there are multiple chase characters in that game. Um but like the father like literally like smashing through walls to make new ways to find you and then you using those ways as like shortcuts later on. Um is super super strong um i think seven was like i've I, the thing is like i haven't actually sat down and played all of seven i've seen multiple playthroughs of seven and i've only played a little bit um but seven to me seemed relentlessly scary yeah yeah at the beginning um to the point where it was i i, I wasn't quite having fun when mm. i'm playing or watching it that much um whereas Eight is like like eight is like genuinely fun. Um, in ways that like it's it's honestly like at some points it's actually quite funny. Um, it, whether it means to be or not, like it's there are some moments which are just so, it's it's so over the top, and I think they I think they toe that line quite well. Um, that's what I um I guess that's what I meant with like what I said when I said that I think eight is more of a Resident Evil game because I think Resident Evil does that silly stuff really well while yeah. still being scary in parts but also being ridiculous whereas yes. seven didn't really have any ridiculous components about it at all um, yeah not really and also i think i think seven had a lot of um jump scares whereas the other resident evil games i, I don't know well, eight definitely doesn't four doesn't yeah eight really doesn't either, have so. and he's got like one or two but they're, they're yeah. kind of optional jump scares yeah um and eight has a it's got a great merchant in in eight, <laughs> that dude is is really good. What's really, his name? I can't remember. I do not remember his name, but he's got he's a great character. He's got like he's got very well spokenness about him, and pops up in ways where you're like, "How the fuck did you get here?" Mm. Um, especially in the factory. 
Um, yep. I, I think I think there, there was one part of the factory that I, well, the two parts of the factory I really liked. The rest of it I thought was kind of like it was it was it was a it was a very large action sequence, um, and that did get exhausting. Um, yeah. but there was I I did like that you feel like you're finally out, and then they send you back in one more time, and you have to go. <laughs> Like I, the the reason I like it is because they do a really good job of showing you how far you've come, and I liked that idea. I didn't enjoy doing it, which is which is a strange <laughs> thing because thinking about having to go back in like filled me with dread. Um, I guess and that's I, what like, they wanted, about, right? Yes, yeah, they totally did, and I think I think I think they what they what they were doing was was sound. I think it's just a shame that it wasn't a. Uh, wasn't done in a maybe in maybe a nicer place to be um because being in the factory is not nice yeah. at all whereas the mansion is great to be in because it's a great area to explore um the the dollhouse is terrifying but also a really fascinating location um and then the sunken like the sunken town I can take a leave um but like the factory felt like it felt Good. awful being there because it was full yeah. of lichens and it was more maze like and there are a lot of like I think there were the too many really strong enemies in that area. Too many enemies that just take your ammo. There was yeah, like I was really 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 low on supplies, and I wasn't having a good time um, yeah. because it was past midnight, and we'd been down three levels. And also, there's nothing really to look at. Like there's nothing, there's nothing exciting about the area once you've sort of been there for a while. Like there's no nothing nice on the wall. Like you know, there's nothing interesting going on yeah. really apart from the enemies ahead of you. Um, and I think that the enemies in that area were cool and like that, like that the, going into the factory for the first time was one of the scariest parts of the game for mm. me because I don't like, uh, mechanical things in human organic beings. Like that's a, I don't know, I, that doesn't, I hate that. Yeah. Um, so, but apart from that, like, yeah, I was not having a good time there. Yeah. And like, I remember when you have to go back in one more time all the way through mm. that part, um, I ran that entire part. I didn't shoot a single bullet because I, I, I knew what I had to do. And so I looked at the map and I went, okay, I'm going to go here, 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 here. And then I bolted there and there were enemies fucking everywhere. And I was just like dodging and weaving all the way through, um, mm. which which was like, it was kind of fun and exhilarating. But like when I left the factory, I was like, thank Christ, I am never, ever going to go back there. And there are some there are some places where like the mansion where I was like, maybe I'll go back and look for collectibles. Not going to do that in the foundry at all. I'm never, ever going to go back there. Um that propeller head dude, however. Oh, he was a, really fun to kill, though. That's I a enjoyed killer that boss fucking fight. design. Yeah. Such yes. a cool looking monster. Such a very Soma yes. and kind of Silent yeah. Hill kind of style thing. Like, that's like a pyramid head type mm. villain. Um, and the fact that he just like runs at you, like, it, it was it was really, really cool. And it was um, like a, it, it was really, I don't know, the, the boss fight. Did you kill him? Because I think you cannot kill him, right? Oh, really? No, I, I definitely killed him. Um, that that fight was really it was very like basic, you know, like wait for him to run into a wall, shoot him in his engine at the back, like it was very like straightforward, but like it was really, I don't know, it was really enjoyable. Mm, yeah, for some yeah. reason. Um. So, would either of you recommend it? Yeah. I I definitely would. I I I probably I'd probably give that game like a nine. Wow. Um, I I I, yeah. had a, I had a really really fun time with it. Like it is ridiculous and over the top. Um, but like, uh, like I I had a fun enough time with it that um, I was messaging one of my friends, uh, while I was playing, especially in the dollhouse section because like she really likes like horror stuff. And I was like, 
hey, this is like kicking my ass because it's like the dollhouse is so fucking scary. Um, and I was like sending her like photos of, of the screen when like dolls were just like sitting there like looking at me and I'm like, I'm, <laughs> I, I, I hate this. Um, and then she came over a few days later and we went through like the first section and killed Lady D um, in, in one sitting. Um, and I, I enjoyed every moment of doing all of that again, like a day after I'd finished it. Um, I had a, I had a, I had a real fun time. Um, the final boss is fine. Um, I really like her design a lot. So I was yes. happy to kill her, I guess. I think her boss, yeah. her, her final, her final form, I guess was kind of boring when you yeah. compare her to like other characters that they designed, but I, her like mm. base form is like so perfect that like, I don't yeah. mind. It's fine by me. <laughs> that and the, um what they do to tie it into the Resident Evil 7 story. Yeah. yeah. I burst out laughing. Like that is the, <laughs> that is the that is one of the funniest things you can do to then tie it into why certain things are happening in in 8 um <laughs> especially to do with Ethan. Um holy fuck, that's so funny. That is the funniest. Did you expect shit. did you expect the ending? Which one? The, the the part with like the 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 car. Yeah. What do you mean? Yeah, I I I actually I did not care about that at all. Okay. Did you? Interesting. Uh, no, not really. Is she like, I don't I don't really care about it, but also I really didn't expect it, so I don't know. Yeah, I mean, I saw that and I was like, this feels like a fucking this feels like a stinger at the end of like a crappy Resident Evil animated <laughs> movie on Netflix or something. Like I was watching this scene between a character that has never been developed and another character who I've never seen before in my life. Yeah, who was having, that guy? I have no idea. And they're having this conversation <laughs> and I'm sitting there going like, what? Like, what the fuck is this? And like, and I was like, oh, like, are you going to play as her in the next game? And I'm like, oh, fucking, I don't give a shit. <laughs> give me Chris. <laughs> anyway. Oh, cool. It's, it's, um, it's interesting the, the kind of, um, the reception it got. Like, I think there were definitely people I listened to who, um, who really enjoyed it, uh, who more enjoyed seven or more enjoyed eight. Like I found it's, it's kind of the, the way people have received it. It's been quite a split reception, I think. Um, so yeah, no, it's been interesting to hear what everybody thinks. It's interesting to hear what you two think. Um, Still, I'm probably never going to play it myself, but I'm glad you two had a great time. <laughs> also, I got to say, like using the PS5 controller on it was really good as well. Um, yeah, I can imagine on your nice TV as well. Yeah, like the game looks fucking stunning. Um, but like the when you, sorry, I drank a can of Coke while I've been talking, and so now I'm getting a little bit open. Um, the uh, when when you're holding like a when you're holding a pistol when you aim down the sides, you just hold down the one trigger to aim down the sides and press mm. the, the other one. Um, the shotgun, like, you have to, like, force yourself to, like, pull it further because it's, like, a heavier weapon. Same with the sniper. Um, it, it it feels good. It's, like, good and chunky um, when, mm. like, changing weapons, the rumble and stuff. Like, the, the rumble in, in RE8 on the PS5 is, is real nice. It's real nice. I'll have to um, try it mm. on PS5. I played the demo on your on yours, I yeah. think. But um, it's like combat cool in that demo, sections. though, hey. No, there is. I don't think there's any shooting. Uh, yeah. There's there's two demos. One of them is yeah, separate the first from demo that. that. We did, yeah, yeah. I think the second one that you might get a little bit of combat. I'm not too I sure. I think so. I think it's like set in the village, if I remember correctly. Right. Okay. Surprise, surprise. Um. Uh, June, do you want to talk about uh, Blaze Ball coming off the back of that? Yeah. Do either of you know what Blaze Ball? Sorry, I haven't looked at the doc. <laughs> 
Hello? Do either of you know what Blazeball is? Oh, I I'm June. very versed. Jeremy is so into this, and it is so above my comprehension that I have left it to more... I'm so excited. Why haven't you spoken about Blazeball before? We have... In the... Uh, I feel like I have on the podcast at least once before. It's a, um, it's a prominent Discord feature. Yeah. O- oftentimes, Jeremy and... Byron and Ollie will be bouncing back and forth mm. like, I can't believe this happened. And the, the, the Krakens are something. Why have I never the... heard about it? Who's your team? Anyway, Stakes, obviously. Um, right. Who, who, who are you? Uh, the Guitars. Is it, is uh, it Guitars? The, uh, I, I haven't logged in, in in a few months, so I'm not I'm not up to date in Blazeball. They went on um, hiatus for a while. Th- they did. I, I haven't logged in since since before that hiatus. The garages, um, right? Yes, yes, the um, Seattle garages. Yeah. So, <laughs> um, do we need to give a rundown? I, 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 mean, I can't. Try I can't. for your life. <laughs> <laughs> I think uh, fantasy baseball with um, everything happening all the time and also um, uncanny, supernatural, weird shit. Yeah. So I'll read the Wikipedia synopsis. <laughs> Baseball is an online Baseball is an online browser baseball simulation horror game developed by the Game Band. <laughs> uh, did you see um did you see they got 3 million worth of funding to be able to stop their Patreon and make a uh, mobile app? Yeah, I I'm really excited. I'm so ready to to fall all the way back into the rabbit hole once once a, like a, a phone version comes out. Mm. Um uh, it also says here, which is, is probably the most important part, is fan voting is often used to determine what path what path Blazeball's storyline will take. Yeah. Um. So the game is dependent on on fan voting. Fan then that will determine what happens inside the game, which is I, I, it is nuts. I remember well, that kind of shit. Like always turns out. I don't know. It always creates amazing things. Like yes. Not to talk about Homestuck, but like Homestuck started as a fan input thing, which is why the first couple of acts are so good, and I think. That's what really is getting me about Blaze Bullet. It is so community community fan driven that mm-hmm. like I don't know, it's it's so good. I'm having a lot of fun. I the th- the arc that I remember the most was um was it the Suns or something like that? I remember the I don't remember the team names, but there was this one team that was like, Oh, it's prophesied that if like this team wins ten games in a row, then they will ascend. And then <laughs> it's it, right. it, it, it happened. And then three they had to fight like the the angels baseball team or something like that and, and to like prove their worth and then they like oh, changed okay. names and something else happened and I'm all exper- I'm experiencing this all like third hand on Discord and everyone's like it's happening I'm like I don't even know what's going on <laughs> so this season I don't think because I only started playing it properly on like Monday like it right, really okay. hasn't been that long but um. The, this season, which is season's last a, a week, and like uh, I think a couple of days ago, they introduced polarity, which means this season all of the losers win. So <laughs> everyone that scores the worst, like in the final rankings, is going to go on to ascend. <laughs> um, I'm re- I'm really interested because I haven't done any of the um the end of season stuff before. I'm curious to see how the voting and stuff works, but. And they're also really top notch at their social media game as well. Um, like yep. the the Blazeball commissioner on Twitter is so so funny. <laughs> um, Mary Kish from Twitch tweeted a little while ago, "Send me your Blazeball team recommendations." 
And the baseball commissioner replied with, hello, Mary Kish, I'm the baseball commissioner. Which Mary replied with, hi there, I've noticed some players are fireproof. That's good, right? And they responded with, uh... <laughs> um, I don't know, it's, it's so good. And, like, everyone that works for that team obviously cares a lot about Absolutely. what's going on. And, I don't know, It's it's been so good. Like, I've, I'm in a couple of the discords now as well. And, like, I don't know. Like you can't like you you can't focus you can't try and learn the stats and rules because no. you'll never get it like it's yeah. it's crazy and it's just gonna get more and more complicated as like more votes go through and stuff so um some live updates from uh, a few days ago now congratulations Houston spies you are now in hashtag party time um and the rep- <laughs> the reply to that is congratulations New York millennials you are now in hashtag party time no context. <laughs> what does that mean? Don't know. I have no idea what that means. Um, some of how my favorite. Get, how did you get onto it? Uh, I'd seen Simone de Rochefort tweet mm. about it a lot, and um, I, I finally cracked it and was like, mm-hmm. oh, "What is this?" Yeah, um, for, for me, it was it was Waypoint as well. Like as well, like yeah. just it. It's a very. I mean, it's baseball, so it's like it's quite an American-centered thing, but also it's not actually baseball. So no, like, yeah. <laughs> you don't have like, to know ga- anything about baseball to understand the game. Basically, like, games take like three minutes or something, right? It's like yeah, yeah. It it games are over, and the next game is started almost immediately. It is like so good. Um, uh, yeah, sorry, June. You were saying something about characters. Favorite players at the moment are Rat Mason, who is a rat. <laughs> <laughs> um, um, what's his name? Hang on, it'll come to me. Leech Herman, who is uh, a bowler. Bowler, that's not what they call them. That's cricket, uh, right? Pitcher. A pitcher with um, like a cow skull as a head. Anyway, oh there's God. really cool. There's really cool ideas and all of them are fan created. Like you like you yeah. don't like there's no lore about any of the characters except for I don't know what coffee they drink. So like so, I don't know, I'm, it's excellent. I'm look, looking at some of the Seattle Garage's names. There's uh Lotus Mango. Mm-hmm. Um also five uh, three of the players in Seattle Garages have got a big sign over the names saying elsewhere. Um Yeah. Uh there's Fitzgerald Wonderlust. Um there is <laughs> brisket friendo. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's so good. It's so fucking good. So absurd. Um, um, anyway, that's the other thing I've been playing. It's awesome. I I just it's it's different. It's similar to Resident Evil in that I probably probably will never touch it, but for totally different reasons. It's just it's so inscrutable. Like I look at it <laughs> and it's just like I don't understand any <laughs> of it <laughs> you don't, you're not supposed to it's okay yeah yeah maybe i just need to embrace the chaos yes um it, it is extremely chaotic in a in a way that is so fun it is it is so it is so absurd mm. um it's like every day like i'll wake up in the morning last week i'll wake up in the morning and be like i'll check like the feed and see what's going on i'll be like i don't understand any of this but i yeah i don't know i'm enjoying it regardless mm. Um, just to double check, Jerry, we, we, do we have any news for this episode? Nah. I don't think we do, really. Nah. That's like, fine. We've spoken for like half an hour about Resident Evil. Yeah, no, so. I think it's yeah. just, you know, how I'm going <laughs> to, how we're going to format it. If, if the game section is going to be most of the section is, uh, is basically what I'm thinking. 
Um, I guess the only news is they're coming out with new DualSense colors, but that's that's kind of it. <laughs> um, I, I, I might not even call that news. <laughs> what? What do you mean? That's not just a marketing beat. Um, all right. Well, what we might do then, uh, Jeremy, how much do you reckon you can talk on your two that you've got sitting here? I mean, how much do you need me to talk about? <laughs> um, I, I I got about a I got about a half an hour between the two. Okay, cool. I reckon then. So what we'll do, I'll I'll jump in with what I've been playing. Then we'll yeah. do question corner, go to a break, and then we'll we'll hear we'll hear from Jeremy. Um, so, uh, I've been playing a lot of a game that I actually can't talk about yet. Uh, that's gonna change next week, and um. Jeremy and I have been throwing around the idea of maybe doing an interstitial, like a midweek, well, not midweek, like a mid-fortnight, so a weekly sort of update podcast. Um, Doubling the, the output. If we had the free time. Um, so I might be able to give you my, my up-to-date thoughts then, or if not, then a fortnight from now, we'll, we'll see what we decide. But in terms of other stuff I've been playing, I've, 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 I've had this sort of moment recently. No, it's, it's not a moment. It's just this, this thought, right? Or I've been a bit busier... Um, I think that's something all three of us could relate to here. Um, been a bit busier, harder to fit in games. I feel like my backlog is piling up faster than I could possibly even touch it. Like, I haven't gone back to Red Dead in like two months. And I, I'm, I'm like scrambling to keep up, but I want to play stuff. And like, um, so I've realized that I had to, um, I've had welcome. to start prioritizing my downtime. What was that, Jeremy? I said welcome. Oh, yeah, thank you. <laughs> But I've realized that I, I can't just, like, sit down, throw three hours away into YouTube, and then still have time to be like, oh, I'll play some of this, I'll play some of that, I'll go make dinner. Like, it's just like, oh, I've got, like, two hours this evening, what am I going to do? This is, i got to pick my battles. Um, but because of that, I'm actually playing more, because I'm more purposefully finding stuff to do each night that I've got spare time or in the middle of the day. Um as such, I'm only really talking about games that I've spoken about before. So these are just kind of updates on little things. But um, I played a, a new section of The Pathless, which I hadn't touched in a little while because I was looking for a chill game and something that was fun. That that game is interesting because it, there's something, something about it I'll touch on in a minute that always kind of makes me want to not pick it up when I'm not playing it. But when I'm playing it, it's got such a great loop of the, you know, the the flow mechanics of the shooting where you shoot and it makes you run faster and you're running through the grass. And you've got your bird that flies with you and and then the puzzles being as sensible and creative but simple. Um, and then the, the design of the world and the absolutely stellar music soundtrack. The, the game's really quite engaging. It's got a great loop. But it's also so calming that it kind of puts me to sleep a little bit. So when I get to the end of a play session, I'm like, I'm so calmed and I'm so like, I've just been in this loop that by the time I finish it, I'm like, oh, that's enough of that. It kind of puts me in this weird headspace where I don't want to play more because <laughs> it, it, it just, I don't know. It, Cause I think because there's not much story to hook onto, it's not engaging me much that way. So it's just like a, it's only engaging my hamster brain. And not my yeah. like my law brain, <laughs> um, but it's so gorgeous. Uh, like I might start mm -hmm. listening to the soundtrack when I do work of that game. It's absolutely stunning. 
there, there was a time I was playing where like a song had come on and it was like a song song, not just like background noise because that that'll happen every now and again in certain on certain beats. Um, and I actually just stopped playing and just like sat and listened to it because it was just so good. Mm. It's there's some fucking phenomenal songs in that in that game. Yeah, big ups to Austin Wintry for that one. As mm-hmm. as, 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 as usual. Yeah, as sense. always, just another. <laughs> now that you said soundtrack. that, yeah. <laughs> um, did you know that he is doing the soundtrack for that new Aliens game as well? Oh, I did hear that. Um, mm. Yeah, when that was announced. Yeah, I'm, I'm that's a, that's that. that's a fun project. Yeah. Um, I've also played a lot more Control. Um, I know last time I spoke about it, I was talking about how like it's interesting the way their facial capture is so well done and stuff like that. Um. There's a, there's a bit of friction in the design of that game. Like, I really I really like it. And playing it, the style is absolutely off the charts. And I'm reading every single lore entry, which I don't normally do. I'm picking them all up, and it's so mysterious, and, the, and it's really, really well written. And, mm, it is. And, like, the, the FMV videos that you find around the place of, like, the research department... And then you find, like, the spare tapes of them, like, looking really awkward at the camera. Like, the whole thing is so well executed in terms of an aesthetic and design level. It's really well mm-hmm. done. But in terms of the gameplay, I'm finding myself... Every time you die, you return back to the most recent control point that you, like, cleansed, right? Um, that I find to be a bit of a bit of a strong punishment, you know? It's almost depending on where you die if you die right before the next control point it feels a bit like dying in an older game where you forgot to uh quick save and you lose 20 minutes of progress it's like shit i gotta run back through these areas some of these areas when you're not there for long enough they start spawning enemies again so you gotta run through and that's so that kind of it means that the penalty for death feels really high alongside the fact that you lose 10 percent of your like currency resource every time you die as well um and so I, I just kind of feel like like I'm getting better at the combat and I'm moving more and I'm get, unlocking more powers. So I'm kind of dying a little less than I was at the start of the game and you know understanding it more helps as well. But it just feels like the punishment for death is so high. And like I was walking around and I accidentally walked off the edge somewhere and it just flat out killed me and took me mm. all the way back. And I this side objective I was doing went down, which was like kill 50 enemies without dying and... And it took me all the way back, and I was just like, ah, oh, shit, I don't... I have this dread in the game, it, playing the game, but not from what's happening in it, just from the punishment of death. Um, I just kind of wish they'd respawn me back in the room, or respawn me before the count, the encounter started. And it was just a I, bit I completely less... agree. Yeah, like, it's just so punishing. It's very punishing, and it, it it just doesn't it just doesn't fit like with the game itself. It feel it feels like a it feels like early design for that game. It was you know because it's 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 kind of a it's kind of a Metroidvania, um, mm. and it feels like early design of that game was like yeah like you have these checkpoints and there was like sort of like a decision that was made and then not really spoken about much, um, especially when the rest of the game is so so tight in a lot of ways you know like the the combat itself is 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 it's mostly tight like it's a little bit loose in some in some regards but it's it's not loose in a way that feels like it's janky it's loose in a way that it feels like it like it'll give you that um but like yeah like the 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 checkpoint the checkpointing in that game is it is rough at times um yeah i've i've heard that the final boss checkpointing is really hard oh okay that is good to know mm. ahead of time 
Yeah. Um, discovering that stuff, I think, is the worst when you don't know it's coming. Yeah. And then you get frustrated with it. Knowing that ahead of time is good. Um, the, the, the other thing I find that happens a lot, which is not really a... This isn't really here or there, but I'll... You know, because a lot of the areas are, like, tiered, where they've got, like, a floor level, and then they've got, like, an upper ring that, like, looks down onto the level as well, or, like, a staircase up to another thing. And a lot of the times I'll be, like, on one of these levels, and or I'll, like, run up the stairs, and I'll look around, and it's like, oh, okay, I think I've got them all. And I'm, like, aiming the whole time, and I'm looking around, and I, like, walk down the stairs. And always somehow one of them has run around me into, like, my blind spot. There's, like, one person left, and then they, like, throw something on my head. I'm like, ah! Every time it happens in like every combat sequence. I don't know. I feel like a I feel like a car with a blind spot the size of like a, <laughs> another car the whole time. Um. But yeah, the the style and the 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 impact of that game continues to be flawless, and I love playing with ray tracing on PS Five. It's it looks so good. <laughs> and they brought out a they brought out a book, um, like a making of that entire game as like a hardcover book, like that oh. Last Guardian one that I've got, and I really want to pick it up, but it's like. Still like ninety bucks. It'd be worth it though. Oh, like it, it's really, really cool. Um, mm. apparently it's a really, really good book. It's called The Art and Making of Control. Um, nice. It's like, and it's like the 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 like it comes it comes in a in a in a hard case too that you have to pull it out of to um to look at it and like the hard case is just like black and it's got the word control on it and then you mm. take it out and it's gray on the inside and it's got like the fucking the Very triangle nice. and it's like it's like stark and and harsh but like it's a really really cool book yeah um the style in that game is absolutely off the charts it's ridiculous mm-hmm. and now remedy are making three projects now three or four yeah they're working they're, on they're making a ton now like i'm really happy they are because they are doing some some really cool stuff um yeah hopefully it they're making a multiplayer game yeah yeah and they're making like a they're making a single-player campaign for a multiplayer game that already exists as well, I think. Yeah, they're doing a whole bunch of stuff. Um, I hope it doesn't stretch them too thin, though, like sort of like Platinum did. You know, when they, they stretched out really wide for a while, and then they sort of had to bring it back because they were like, oh, actually, we're just making crap. <laughs> yeah, um, but they're also doing a lot of licensed stuff. I don't think Control will pick yeah. that stuff up. Um, yeah, they're making a game with Epic. They're making a game called Vanguard, which is really really early and then they're making crossfire um yeah. which is the multiplayer well that that uh, already exists but they're making the yeah. single player content for it yep yeah yeah good on them and hopefully uh, like alan wake 3 or whatever or alan wake 2, two, two uh whatever. american nightmare was not two it was like no. a spin-off yeah another alan wake yeah fuck it give him silent hill that's never gonna happen. Silent Hill. I know. Is, Silent Hill is dead. It's silent. <laughs> um, I also got to play a, a bit more Binding of Isaac over the last few days, which has been really, um, really great. I um, if anyone wants to unlock things naturally in this, I might spoil a few things, so just skip ahead a few minutes if you're worried about that. But I uh, got to experience what was like next in that game. Jeremy was watching me when when we did mm. this. Um, it's great to watch. The, and it was it's funny because Isaac is this game that's sort of you know it's got biblical overtones and uh, some theming and stuff like that and like the 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 story of that game has always been shadowed in um, metaphor and analog and and trying to unentwine what it actually is about and Jeremy and I were talking about it and um, 
the more endings they add to that game, the more bosses they add to that game, the, the less obtuse the ending gets and sort of more heartbreaking and actually devastating it becomes. And you start... The, so what you do is I, w- I won't I won't say how you unlock this thing, but um, final warning if you want to unlock this yourself. But you start going backwards through the levels. You start climbing out of the out of the depths and then out of the the basement. Um, and the enemies get harder and harder and harder in ways that they hadn't before. Um, until you until you climb out fully into Isaac's house, and the whole time you're doing that, you're hearing Isaac's parents yell at each other and being like i'm gonna leave and the mum's like talking about all of this religious dogma and the dad's like can't you see you're you're, like poisoning him and they're fighting and they're fighting and it's like oh my god this is intense and you get there and the house is empty and you you see the actual house and um and then when you (laughs) the the final boss in that area um that i was i was getting to is like you you like walk out of your bedroom you walk through the house it's empty no one's there you go to the mum's bedroom you sleep in her bed and you wake up and it's dark in the house all of a sudden and there's like um you walk back through the house again and the tv's on just with static and if you like go in front of it then the the boss spawns uh which is just dogma it said which is just like a white noise boss i don't know it's so weird and so we took that one out and then isaac wakes up in hell and has to fight four horsemen which is interesting because they're already bosses in the game and that's where mm. i died but it became this like side scrolling like cuphead kind of yeah. thing like if it got really intense um and i'm really annoyed i didn't get it done i had a really good run too like i was demolishing everything up until that point and i just yeah. got demolished once i hit those bosses that i didn't know their patterns um mm. I was really excited to like finish it and get a get a, a run going that just wipes the floor with everything in front of me as well. Um, but yeah, it's fascinating the way they've they've made that happen, um, or the way they've continued to include more progression in that game. Um, and I think is seeing now what the like loop is if you can make that if you can make that ending happen. It's a really cool way to uh keep playing that game i think that it's a really exciting new way to introduce new enemies and new floor types and and a new goal to achieve with all of the different characters over and over and achieve them in different ways and stuff like that i think they've done a really good job with this one um it was it was it was great fun to watch as well um and there was an image that i sent you after uh you died in that run which was it the fucking image of the of the of the guy yelling, I know writers who use subtext and they're all cowards. Yeah, uh, that because that's th- that's just that's absolutely just Isaac at this point. That is they're literally <laughs> telling you the story, which is yeah. which is fun because which is funny because they haven't done that in ten years. You know, it's yeah. all been so obtuse. It's yeah. good fun. Absolutely, I'm really happy that you're able to still enjoy that game after many, many, many years. Yeah, hundreds of hours. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, and that's not even counting the previous games, which are the same game. Yeah, I didn't play that much of the Flash Isaac though. That game doesn't. I, that game doesn't speak to me. I played so much of that game. Uh, that's the game that everyone at high school had on their crappy like school supplied yep. netbooks. <laughs> that was me. <laughs> I was in my year level. I was at our school. I was the last year level that didn't have any of those. So we were the last year level carrying right. textbooks everywhere. <laughs> um. 
Cool. All right, we're going to throw it to a break now, uh, and we'll do the question corner afterwards. The question corner, which will be addressing the question, which is... What is your favorite controller? I was at I was at Jeremy's house today, and I I was like, oh, the series controller, the series Xbox controller, this feels nice. And, I'm, and then I'm like, oh, the DualShock Four's here. And I was like, oh, I'm gonna go get the DualSense from the lounge room. And I was like, holding them all in my hands and like putting <laughs> one down and picking one up. And so I'm primed for this discussion. Um, have a think, everyone. We will too, and we'll be right back. Welcome back to the Minimap Cast. As per usual, I don't really know how to come out of that into the question. Uh, what, what, what's the question for the it. week, June? Uh, it's, a, it's a thing, though. You know, it's a thing I've set up for myself. I don't know. I'll think about it. It doesn't have to be. It doesn't have to be. Um, no, I think it's too late. It's immutable now. The question was, what's your favorite controller? How many? So, are you both going to say PS5? No. No, not at all. Okay. Interesting. As well... It's interesting, right? I like the extra features that the PS5 has in terms of the haptics and the, the the like the the the, tr- the rumble in the triggers and like I really like the feature set of the Dual Sense. But I was talking about this to Jeremy today. I it's just not quite as comfortable in my hands as I want it to be. Um, I find the DualShock Four or even the Xbox controller to be more comfortable. There's something about the Dual Sense that that doesn't sit with me right. I haven't put my finger on it yet. I've been like slowly analyzing that as I use it. Um, but no, it's not my favorite. Mm, I think it's kind of fucking ugly still too. I think it's kind of ugly. What is? Um, what is your I, favorite I, then? I never came around on that on that controller. Really? Yeah, it's fine. I think the black one looks better, and I, I wish I wish that I, I I wish that like I didn't have a. I wish they had the black ones at launch, basically. So I didn't. So now I don't own two white ones. I would own one black and one white. Um, and I like that it uses USB C. Um, but like I, I yeah, like a touchpad I can take or leave. Games don't use it enough. Um, yeah. And like, like the haptics is really good and the, and all that stuff. Um, but like, give me back buttons. So, yeah, I I think that's just going to be a non-standard thing for a while longer. I know it's um, a shame. I, th- I think back buttons are really really good. Yeah, they are. But it's like it's not like the Xbox controller has it either. No, no. I mean, yeah, that's true. Um, I think my it's- favorite. Is while I don't think this is the best controller, I think my favorite for the yeah, time favorite. period that it, like the favorite one that I have for the time period it came out is the Xbox 360 controller. Um, yeah, I, I think when that came out, it was just like the perfect controller. While I think that the Xbox One controller and the 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 series controller, um, please is, please ignore my cat. I'm sorry. Nah, do not it's ignore. Time. Do not do not ignore. Um, uh, while I think that the Xbox One series controllers are better, more refined versions of that 360 controller, um, for a long time, that 360 controller was just like the top controller. Um, I, I think it's a it's a great looking fucking thing and it feels great. Triggers are real good. It was a little bit loud, but it was like, it was really, really good to hold, especially when the when the competitors at the time were the Wiimote um, <laughs> and the PS3 uh, DualShock. Six axis. Um, which was yeah yeah the six axes and then the DualShock 3 which were like you know they were going to crumple in your hands they were so light and and they felt so flimsy um but like the only i think the only thing that was making the 360 controllers weighty was the batteries in the back 
That's true. Well, I like, think I, that's AA correct. batteries. Like, like a, I, also, little... I also had rechargeable battery packs, though. I never actually used the double A's. Um, oh, that's, yeah. that's what was adding to the weight factor for the controller. The batteries. Sure. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. But I think, like, the PS3 controller, is, it's too light. It felt like there was nothing inside of it. I don't um, think... I don't think the PS3 controller's issue was the weight. I think it was... Well, it was for the six-axis. I held one of those, and it was like, there's yeah. nothing in yeah. here. But for but for the DualShock, I think the weight wasn't the problem. The, the ergonomics of it were the problem. It was a... It was a I mean, because really, it was just a DualShock 1 design, wireless, mm, yeah. which meant that it was a, a, a 13-year-old design at that point when it was released, like, yeah. or 10-year-old design. It was, yeah, not great. Yeah. Too small. Yes, very small. Yes, yes. I think I think that's a good call, Jeremy, because the 360 controller is very reliable. It's it's like it's sturdy, and it had it was the first one that had like the the triggers. Oh, I guess the first Xbox controller did, but that controller was quite unwieldy. Um, yeah, but the it had deep. the had the nice triggers. It was good shaped. Had the flashing lights in the middle. It was wireless, which was great. Um, Having the indicator of what number controller you were determined by what side of the yeah, Xbox that is cool. logo lit that up. Is cool. cool, just neat. It, yeah, it's a pretty iconic kind of a deal. And I mean that no one's done, no one else has done that, right? I guess no. no one really plays couch co-op anymore, but like Yeah. Like and you know, like the when you had only one controller plugged in, only one part of the Xbox ring had lit up as well. And when you had two, like it would actually let you so when you had four players around playing an Xbox three sixty, the entire ring on your Xbox three sixty lit up and it was like, Ooh, like this is gonna be like a night. This is gonna be like a good <laughs> this is gonna be a Halo three custom games night, right? Ooh. Is that both of your answers? You both no, that's not mine, no. Okay, well, you go. Uh, I still think current day, it's not as fully featured as other controllers like the DualShock 4. It's, I'm, I'm going to hate this answer. I know what it is. Yeah, you know <laughs> what it is. It's not as... Um, It, it, it's honestly too much money for how how many features you get for it. But I think my favorite controller is the Switch Pro controller currently. That's my answer. That's your answer. Yeah, I like the Pro. I like the Pro controller so much. I, I got it yeah, right here. Me let too. me see. Let me let me give you a live feedback. I, I love this thing. I think what I like about it so much is that it feels really um. I'm gonna say dense, and what I mean by dense yeah. is that like doesn't think at all. You know, <laughs> good. Uh, you know what? <laughs> you know when you pick up <laughs> the Dual Shock, um, it feels like there's air in the controller. Mm. This feels like there isn't air in the controller. Yeah. For some reason, I really like that. But it's not I really heavy. The, the Dual Shock is the packet of chips of the controller. <laughs> <laughs> you can really hit a man over the head with the Pro Controller. Yeah. Um, I, I think that. I think that the in the Pro Controller. It's it is really weighty, but like the grips feel like they've they're full in your hand. Like yeah. <laughs> they're like I don't know, it just feels really nice to hold. And I think to also have a um a proper controller to play Nintendo games feels really good. Um yep. Yep. that isn't like a Wii Remote or the Joy Cons. Like it just feels like you're I don't know, playing a proper game, even though that's a bad sentence. But like, you know. One hundred percent. I mean, something yeah. about the pro controller that you that you that is unavoidably it's a, it's a it's a fact universally known that these buttons fuck these buttons are so good, especially when you can com- uh, compare them to the Joy-Con buttons, which are minuscule. Oh they're, they're so yeah, small. Terrible. They're like 
they'll give you like impact blisters because they're so small you know you feel like the hot the hard edges of them these buttons mm. are like as big as the pad of my pinky entirely like i could fit my whole like it it's i don't know how to describe how big they're bigger and they're good <laughs> i really I like how big they are the, the, love the, to the, spend a hundred dollars on the worst d-pad ever made and also they have pretty colors yeah, you get the but special. They edition. have like four colors. There are four pro controllers. That's it. There are five now, I guess. Uh, the the problem with those is that they're all limited edition, so they'll they, they come and then they're get gone. them. Um, the D pad, like whatever. I don't, I've never cared for a D pad ever, <laughs> like literally ever. I just don't care about D pads. As um, a big user of a D pad, I cannot use a pro controller. I hate it. Well, fair yeah, enough. you know what? I don't like the D pad on the pro controller. Like, neither do I. Though. Exactly. Like, like this D-pad is the weapon and shield and bow and arrow swap buttons in Breath of the Wild. <laughs> so it doesn't need to be good. <laughs> I played Celeste on this thing with the stick, and it's great. Um, oh. <laughs> the biggest disappointment for me with it is just that it doesn't have, like... Triggers, triggers. It's just yeah. got, it's just got just buttons. buttons. But yeah. considering that the Joy Cons only have buttons as well, it makes sense. Like they'd be, yeah. there'd be no reason to give it triggers. Yeah, um, it's just, it's just a binary input. There's no exactly. And because of that, keeping that in mind, those buttons feel great. I, it fits my hand so well. The battery lasts so long, like twenty hours, twenty or thirty hours. I love this controller. Anyway. You want to hear the question for next time? Absolutely. Uh, what is your favorite mini game from a game? Mm. Yeah. Mm. The thing that comes to mind immediately with that is like so many different Mario games. Mario 64 yeah. DS, Mario Party. Oh, I think I just let him answer. I'm going to Mario Party 2. Mario Party 3. Mario Party 3. Mario Party 4. <laughs> not 5. Mario Party 5. No. no, 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 not 5. Are we including Jackbox games in this or not? Oh. Yeah. I, I don't know if they're mini games. I feel like they're game games. They're kind games. of just games. Yeah. yeah. That's Are we including I, like, I uh, would, like Bio, Bioshock pipe puzzles? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Okay. Um, take us home, Jeremy. Uh, so I, I, I've been playing, so I've, I've only played a little bit of Mass Effect, um, only cause I've not had, I, my, my order was delayed, so I didn't get a weekend with it, which was annoying. Um, I got it, I got it on the Monday after the Friday it came out, um, which was annoying cause Amazon delayed my order. Um, this is so I've only the played remastered a, trilogy for those who don't know. Yes. I, I did not buy a copy of the original Mass Effect. Um, <laughs> <laughs> um, I've never played a Mass Effect game, um, Figured out today while I was going through my Bioware 25th anniversary book um, that the most of man I've played of a Bioware game was the Sonic game on the DS that they made, um, which was really good and everyone hates. Did you but know I Bioware made a Sonic DS game, June? Yeah, it was. It, no, I didn't. It's it's great. It's really good. I had a lot of fun with it. Um, I bet you now if I played it, I'd hate it. Um, <laughs> it was it was it was a lot of fun. Um, so I jumped into Mass Effect 1, um, and as a big Star Trek fan, I feel like I would love Mass Effect. Um, so I, I am playing it. Um, I made my I made my, my commander. Um, I made command... Sorry. The name I put was Dershep, 
um, so that my name is Commander Der Shep Shepherd, um, <gasps> which which I think is both good and funny. That's pretty um, good. <laughs> yeah, it's better than Geraldine, which was your first pick. Yeah, I wrote Geraldine first because I couldn't think of a name. Um, Geraldine's Ger- also pretty good. Geraldine Shepherd. I, I like Geraldine, and then I made my character. Um, uh, I made my character look like Anya Taylor Joy from Queen's Gambit, um, and then I realized <laughs> that I couldn't do that um, because she's perfect and Mass Effect's um, character creator is not. Um, so <laughs> I just changed her a little bit and went on with my life. Um, but yeah, it's been it's been it's been fun. I remember I was I was streaming it to Kerry while I was playing, and I got about an hour and a half in, and I was like, "Oh, you're right. I'm a cop in this game, aren't I?" And he's like, "Yeah," and I'm like. <laughs> um, uh, I'm, but I was I was playing it in a way that made that gave Kerry whiplash to when we played uh, Red Dead Redemption Two together. When I was just like, just seeing like just feeling out whatever I want this character to be like like oh like hey like let's go we got to get into the fight and then like someone dies and someone's like oh like oh Jenkins died no and I was like he well he people die that's fine let's move on and like the thing Kerry, that got like, me was you find you land on this colony where there's been an alien attack. Um, and like people are turning into husks and like so some of these colonists are traumatized and they're like they're just talking nonsense and someone's like oh get them the options are like get them to med bay or we'll see to make sure they're okay or get to safety and jeremy i didn't i wasn't watching i was just listening when this happened and i i just hear dershep say (laughs) whatever this guy's name is like anderson or whatever so Say goodnight, Anderson. I'm like, wait, what? I look over, and then Jeremy Shepard just punches this guy out. Punches this civilian. this guy out, who's just horribly traumatized by horrific events, and just punches him out. It's so ridiculous. I can't remember if I punch him or I hit him with the butt of my gun, but like, I, I, I knock him out cold. Yeah. Um. Just and it was. It's, it's really funny. Um. And then, and then your like squad mates are like, "What the hell, Shepard?" And then you like justify it, and they're like, "Yeah, you're probably right." <laughs> so weird yeah how um, is um i haven't actually seen any gameplay from the is it a remake or a remaster it's a remaster how does it look it looks it looks pretty good um i've yeah. seen comparisons that make me think that i think they have gone too far in some places to change the mood of of scenes um yeah. lighting up areas that i don't feel like should have been lit up changing what looks like nighttime in the original version to daytime in the other version so they can show off how nice some of their textures look yeah um it reminds me of the Halo One remake that that I that I actively do not like. Um, mm. But um, like I, but I've never played the original Mass Effect, so like I don't really have much of a frame of reference for it. So I'm just sort of going yeah. through. Um, I was thinking about how I think it's it's a shame they didn't add the back button to swap between graphics modes because it is running on the old engine. Mm. Um, it oh, is a shame that they couldn't that. work that in because the only time you can do that in games is when they are running on the old engine, and they are this time, but they didn't do it. Um, it does make me wonder if they just didn't care enough to do it or they like they they either thought the old graphics looked too bad that they didn't want to add it or they thought that maybe people would prefer to play it in the old graphics more than than some others would and they wanted to really show off their new graphics mode or the or the other alternative which is that because it's only a remaster to the extent that it is that perhaps the difference wouldn't be quite as stark as some people might be expecting every time they press yeah. the button yeah, and and it is a PS4 game. It's not like it's a PS5 game with ray tracing or anything. It's just a PS4 game playing on the PS5 and just an Xbox game playing on the series. Um, so yeah, but man, like it 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 looks fine. Um, it it runs well on my series. Um, and that's all I can really ask for. I can't um, wait to like, like, I know 
how people feel about characters in this game after playing it you know it's like the way you feel about dragon age june and i can't wait to watch jeremy's progress through this series if he makes it that far and see if he makes certain choices and if he likes certain characters <laughs> and i'm just i'm sitting here like play the game and tell me everything <laughs> I, I met garris do you and think that they'll I, do i'm very impressed mm-hmm. yeah garris is my favorite too he's everyone's favorite though right yeah yeah um do you think they'll ever do a dragon age remaster that would be honestly i feel that would be more applicable than the mass effect remaster i mean mass effect 1 is fine like mass effect 1 can do the rework but the first dragon I, age I don't know. was a bit rough the dragon age origins looks like absolute garbage and i don't know i think mass effect 1 doesn't look that bad honestly i think the, the i think thing it's with mass effect 1 is it doesn't effect... play that well mass effect 1 is rough with mechanically which is what they've yeah, tweaked a bit yeah that's true but yeah. You, yeah, Dragon or Dragon Age Origins is it, it? It's aged. It looks like dirt. Like it literally just <laughs> looks brown. It looks disgusting. And like I feel like they could. <laughs> Whenever it came out, really, I actually like, don't know when it came out. <laughs> I think they they could really spruce up that world really well. Anyway, Mass I, I agree. I I wonder if they've done this because they know they're going to bring out another Mass Effect game before they bring out another Dragon Age game. Um, Dragon Age Four. Yeah, I mean, like it's coming. So, so, but, but I think, I think the Mass Effect game at the moment is is more on the front burner than than Dragon Age Four is. Or maybe um, it was less it. about maybe it was less is about it? new game coming and more it was like old game hurt the brand. <laughs> Let's remind everyone that they <laughs> love this series. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Maybe. Um, yeah, it's it's done that with me. You know, I went. You know, seeing all the marketing stuff and creating my own wallpaper. And it's like, oh yeah, that's right. I bought posters for this game, which I don't really do that often. And like, I've got a shirt with like Liara on it. And and I played this game through the whole series like two or three times. Like, I actually love this series. And I'd entirely forgotten. I had completely forgotten. <laughs> and seeing the marketing hype for it is just like, oh yeah, I love this. <laughs> that's why I think when, when Dragon Age 4 comes out, I know it's not going to be great i'm just like setting myself up for disappointment but i think i don't know when you when you're in when you see the characters again and you're in that world it's like oh yeah i love these i love these friends yeah yeah i mean like you know it's it's funny how it's funny how easy it is like all it takes you know it's it's the same reason every time they just play the little fucking star wars thing and i'm like oh yeah right i'm in again um <laughs> turns out oftentimes doesn't take much to pull on nostalgia um mm. uh but you know that also means i had to do the work to get there in the first place which means it is obviously like it means something to to people at least um so yeah more on that as i play um i i'm i'm planning on streaming it as much as i can i think um so that'll be fun um, the other game I've played um, is a game called Silicon Dreams, uh, which I don't know if anyone here has heard about this game. I don't um, think so. Well, I think it's nice that someone has made a game specifically for me um, because Silicon Dreams like you I'm find never one been of these done games. before. <laughs> yeah, I feel like you find one of these games every week. Yeah, and I yeah, and it, yep, and this is another one. Um, 
So Silicon Dreams came out last month. Um, I have not bought the game. I, I will I will uh, say what I have done is I've played the demo and I thought the demo was good enough that I that I probably will buy the game. Um, which is also rare that I don't buy a game and then I play the demo. But anyway, um, the game is a... So you have both seen Blade Runner um, and you both know how much I like Blade Runner. Um, this is this game is the void comp test um, as a as a game, but you are you are working for a corporation um, and you are literally doing a void comp test. There is a little screen that you have which is got um, a a humanoid being um, strapped to a chair, and you are basically interrogating them to find out information about them. It's not always about if they are a robot replicant or if they are a human or not. That is one of the ones that I've done. Um, but sometimes it is just information. Sometimes you know immediately if they are a robot or a human. Um, but, excuse me, sorry. It is about talking to them, going through dialogue trees, pulling on pulling on strings that they've spoken about and branching um, dialogue options, talking to them about things, finding out more information about them, and then making uh, a decision at the end. The decisions at the end to, uh, to, uh, change based on what sort of case it is. Um, but for example, uh, the first mission that I played was talking to a robot who knew they were a robot, and I knew they were a robot, and they knew that they were being used as my training robot. Um, and there's some really great little things in it. So I was asking a question saying like, you know, how do you feel about being a robot? What do you think about the company that set us up to do this? Um, and they give you a little map and the little map determines, has different emotions all around the edge. And anytime I ask a question to, when they, when they hear the question being asked, the emotion will spike to whatever emotions they are feeling. And I can see their emotion heart rate monitors as well spike or go low if they feel less about something or more about something. And all that gets recorded as well so I can look at it after the fact as well. Um, it is written really well, which is what's going to make or break a game like this. Um, but a lot of the dialogue stuff is really, really good. It is all like cyberpunk like themed and stuff. Um, but a lot of the, like I've only done two cases, um, but they were both really, really good. The, the, the first one was with, with the robot, like I said, who knew that they were being used as training. And they said at the beginning, I can only experience three emotions, which is why I'm a great training robot for you. Um, and I had to figure out which ones they were. But then they, every now and again, would actually show traits of a fourth one, um, yeah. which is like in, in, inside the lore of this game, if robots are around for long enough, then they can um, start to develop feelings externally of the things that they programmed, you know, classic sci-fi stuff. It's really good. It was really, really fun. Um, and it was really heartbreaking at the end because they get, they give me a bunch of questions like, has this robot developed more feelings than they should? Has, uh, should this should this robot, um, like did this robot feel anger towards the company and all that stuff? And it's all very corporate and all very sterile. And then the final option at the bottom is uh, release robot, service robot, or decommission robot. And service robot means uh, that... So they will be sent in and there's a chance that they will be wiped. And when I was about to hit the service button, uh, there was a, are you sure? Popping up, pop up. The robot saw that and yelled out, hey, wait, wait, wait. 
I don't know how many times I've been decommissioned. I don't want this to happen again. I don't want my memories to be wiped. Please reconsider. And I'm sitting there like paralyzed and this is a demo. And I'm like, uh, <laughs> and so I released it and it like was like very thankful for me for releasing it. And I got my report card after that and it was like, you answered everything Fail. right and yet you still released it. What's going on with that? <laughs> and I was like, uh, like morals. <laughs> um, this, the, the, the second one, however, you didn't know if they were a robot or a human. And um, like it's, it's just like the second level in a demo. I don't know if it's in, if, I don't know if it's in the full game. Um, if it is, I'm sure it's the second level of the game. This isn't like, and this isn't going to be a big spoiler or anything. Turns out they are a robot. And I had to tell them that they are a robot and their emotions start going in every direction. They are angry. They are surprised. They are fear, like they are, they're experiencing fear. They're experiencing excitement and like they're going in every single direction and they have no idea how to feel about that. And they're like arguing with me and I'm like giving them reasons why they think they're a robot. Their memories don't line up. They've never met that. Like they, they haven't seen their family in years because their memories are fake, all that sort of stuff. Um, and halfway through, you so there's also a button on the bottom of which you can d decide if you want to, because um, they're in restraints. You can keep them in restraints or you can let them free. Um, not as in free to leave, but as in free to not be restrained. Um, they began the interrogation not in restraints and halfway through I put them in restraints. Oh my God. Be because I was going to tell them they were a robot and they were pissed at me and they started <laughs> giving me really short answers. And I was like, I wonder if I did this later, if they would give me longer answers. And mm. I think they would have because they actually mentioned like, I started to trust you. What the hell are you doing? Um, it's really good. It's pretty intense. Um, yeah. But it like, it, like what I played, like the writing was really solid, which it like, like I said, if the writing isn't going to be solid in a game like that, then it's going to, it's going to fail. Like the game itself can be solid, but like if the writing isn't there for something like that, that is so, so based on the conversations you're having, um, if it wasn't there, then it was going to fall apart, but it, it totally didn't. And I was really intrigued by it. Um, so it's, it, it's, it's really cool. It's also like super right up my alley. Um, <laughs> uh, but yeah, I reckon I'm, I'm going to, I'm going to pick it up next payday. Um, and yeah, I, I, I just had a really good time with it. It left such a strong impression on me. Um, annoyingly, annoyingly, I told, like I, I marked them down as a robot and the end of the demo was them saying, buy the full game to find out if you're right or not. I was like, fuck. Oh, that <laughs> so is. I, I could be wrong. Sucker. That's cheap. I'm pretty sure I'm not wrong, but like I'm, 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 I'm pretty sure they're a robot, but also I don't know. <laughs> well, I, I look know. forward to hearing if it becomes even more difficult to make decisions in that game. And like that's the thing, it's not just about knowing if you're right or not. It's like what do you do with that information? Because mm. you work for a bad corporate company. Um and but you're but if you they have give feelings. you Yes, right? And they give you like corporate points if you do things that are good for the for the corporation and I don't know if working for the corporation is going to give me things to help other people based on the corporate points that I can spend inside the corporate store in ah. Yeah. Ah, ah. Well, good luck wrestling with your conscience. Oh, boy. <laughs> <laughs> um, that's the episode. That's the episode for the week, everybody. Um, thank you so much for listening. Uh, like I said before, this is uh, minimap.com.au's uh, bi-weekly podcast. We talk about news and impressions and stuff. Um, you can support it by going to the website, giving us a rating, like I said at the start of the episode. You can also support us monetarily at patreon.com slash minimapau if you prefer to do that. Um, there's a few neat benefits over there and stuff like that. Uh, you can keep up with us on Twitter. Uh, the Minimap account is at MinimapAU. Uh, Jeremy's Twitter account is? 
At Obi Wan Jez. June's Twitter account is. Junez, J U N underscore E S. My Twitter account is at KJ Palmer underscore 24. Um, and yeah, that'll about do it. Uh, we'll see you in the next episode. I feel like I had more to say, but I did it all so quickly. I don't know what to do anymore. <laughs> see you next week. Yeah, see you next week. Thanks so much for listening. We'll see you next time. <laughs> <laughs>